Welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and I invite you to indulge your secret obsession by joining me as I read thriller and spicy romance that will get your heart pounding with chills and thrills. So relax, and let's take a journey together. 29. Servant of God Monique Blair's stilettos tapped against the sidewalk in a furious beat as she hurried towards the television news station. Why did she hurry? Her career had hit a glass ceiling. When she'd asked about a promotion, her boss had assured her that a promotion would come in time. She was young, needed to be patient, and put in the grunt work before she would sit behind a news anchor desk. She disagreed. As far back as she could remember, she wanted to be a news anchor. Her parents had constantly had a popular news show on in the background her entire life. She always knew what was happening around the world. The reality that so many lives, cultures, and religions made up of various societies fascinated her. Getting people to accept and respect our differences could literally change mankind for good. She wanted to do that. She wanted to be one of those women in a power suit that sat behind a news desk and changed the world. The wealth and fame were just perks that came with being on television. She knew she would struggle since she was African-American. The station already had a black reporter, and it seemed like they weren't interested in promoting another one. But she was going to prove herself to them. With her dedication, persona, and intelligence, she was going to shatter that glass ceiling. Monique! Monique! She glanced around when she heard her name. As her name was yelled again, she spotted the culprit yelling at her. What the hell? She mumbled. A man with gray tangled hair and an unkempt beard jogged towards her. His clothes were tattered and his shoeless feet were black with dirt. She reached into her purse and pulled out the pepper spray. Keeping him in her periphery, she hustled towards the front entrance of the building. Wait! Wait! Tommy pleaded. I have a message for you from God. Please wait! Monique turned quickly to face him when he was a few feet away. Don't you come any closer, she warned and held up the pepper spray. Even from this distance, she could smell him. There was no telling when his last bath was. Probably a day in the rain, if he was lucky. She pitied him. Someone, somewhere, loved this man, prayed for his healing. But God had stopped doing miracles. This man would most likely die on the streets. Tommy sucked in great batches of air. In his excitement, he'd crinkled the envelope in his grasp. He held it out to her. Take this. It's a letter from God. The angel told me that it would change your life. Okay. She dragged out the word and glanced around to see if anyone was watching. Is this a joke her co-workers are playing? God gave you this envelope to give to me? She asked skeptically. Yes. If you don't take it, I can't be a servant of God. He stretched his arm out to hand her the letter. Please, an angel gave this to me. It's for you. The pleading in the man's eyes broke her heart. He actually believed this delusion. All right, I'll take it. She nodded and accepted the envelope. Then she reached into her bag and pulled out a $20 bill. Buy yourself some food. Tommy bowed as he accepted the money. Then he ran away. Monique inhaled a deep breath and stared at the envelope. Its crisp, clear white paper was smudged with dirt and crinkled around the middle. There was something hard in it. Her guess? A memory stick. 
She booted up her computer and tore open the envelope. As she sat, she tilted it, and the memory stick fell out into her hand. She stared at it, as if she could magically know what was on it. A few guesses came to mind. Stupid pranks by even dumber guys who thought that they could get famous by posting their shit on the internet. A crappy, no-budget porno flick. She'd received several of both of those options before. She wasn't sure which was worse. Stupid shit or crappy porn. It was a toss-up. The fact that this one had been hand-delivered by an angel of God piqued her interest. But one thing was for sure. There was no chance this would actually change her life. She inserted it and clicked open the file. 30. Porn or snuff? It was a video file. A woman in a silky negligee and a Venetian mask played the piano. Monique patted herself on the back for predicting that it would be porn. She considered closing the file and throwing away the memory stick, but there was something magical about the way the woman in the beautiful feathered mask played the classical music. The woman moved with the music. She was mesmerizing. Monique figured she could watch it until it got too graphic. This was certainly different from most of the porn she was sent. This one had some class to it. Monique's brows pulled together when a figure in all black appeared behind the woman. The man's suit molded to his body and completely disguised his appearance. He looked like a character from a horror film. Figures, she mumbled, as she realized that this was going to go from classy to BDSM. She let out a heavy, disappointed sigh as she moved her hand to stop the video. But then the woman on the piano glanced up. The woman let out a heart-stopping scream and jumped up from the piano bench. Sour notes clanged as she turned and her bottom hit the keyboard. She ripped the mask off her face and started pleading. Oh my God, Monique whispered. Is this rape fantasy porn? She prayed that whatever it was, it wasn't real. She slammed her laptop closed and looked around. She couldn't watch this here. If anyone else saw it, they would claim it for their story. No way in hell was anyone taking this from her. With her heart pounding in her chest, she picked up the laptop and envelope and headed towards the ladies' room. On her way, she put her head down as Darla Hicks, the most recently promoted news anchor, click-clacked her way towards Monique and her ridiculous crystal-studded stilettos. Darla came to a stop in front of Monique, blocking her path. Good morning, sunshine. Do you have anything for me? I'm uh, looking for something good to report today. She rolled her eyes. You know, the everyday ho-hum is so unimportant. I want something that will really connect with our viewers. Monique hated Darla's fake Southern accent. It was offensive to true Southerners, which Monique was. Darla, however, was a recent transplant from New York. Without the fake accent, she sounded like a low-level mobster's mistress. Monique swallowed hard and pressed the laptop closer to her chest. No. She shook her head. I don't have anything for you. She shrugged a shoulder. Then, making an obviously fake embarrassed face, she said, I gotta go to the ladies' room. As she walked away, Darla called out, You're taking your laptop to the bathroom? Monique raised her hand in a wave with her back to Darla and added, Have a great day. With a sigh, she pushed open the bathroom door and rushed into the handicapped stall. She locked the door and shoved her earbuds into her ears. Then she crammed the envelope into her pocket and opened the laptop. 
She leaned against the wall and hit play. The video picked up as the man in black attacked the woman. The woman yelled and moved off screen. Then the man disappeared out of sight. Tears filled her eyes as she listened to the violence that was happening out of sight on the camera. Monique's breath came in pants as the man hauled the woman back in front of the camera. The woman was naked and struggling to breathe. Something was wrapped around the woman's neck, and she frantically clawed at it. Horrific sounds assaulted Monique's ears, sounds that would haunt her dreams. A tear streamed down Monique's cheek when the woman stopped struggling. She couldn't look away, even though she was disgusted. The man crouched down and caressed the woman's breasts. Shit, Monique whispered. Then he stroked her between the legs. Monique pressed the laptop to her chest and threw up in the toilet. This was a fucking snuff film. Never in her wildest imagination did she ever expect to be handed something like this. The reality that she'd just watch a woman be brutally murdered screwed with her head, her heart, and even her soul. No fucking way was Darla getting this video. Her hand shook as she pulled out the envelope. There had to be a message in here. Who would send her this and not give her a note? Awkwardly pressing the laptop to her chest with one arm and using the other to tear open the flap of the envelope, she spotted a piece of paper. She pulled it free and unfolded the letter. Her blood went cold as she read the message. Dear Monique Blair, The people of Atlanta need to know that there is a killer among them. I have chosen you because you should do more than research or traipse around Atlanta reporting on fluff pieces. You are intelligent, ambitious, and beautiful. The inept police have no leads, nor will they ever. I am a ghost, invisible and powerful. I request that you share this video on your social media sites. If you play this right, our teamwork should catapult your career and break through that glass ceiling. Whatever you do, do not let Darla steal this from you. Her talent is as fake as her blonde hair, boobs, and accent. Please know that if you do not do as I ask, you will be next. Sincerely, a friend. She read the letter repeatedly. Terror clutched at her heart, and with each beat it traveled through her veins and turned her body to ice. She trembled in the bathroom stall and stared at the letter. How could she post this? What were the legal repercussions of posting someone's murder? Besides the fact that it was monstrous to put a murder on the internet, could she end up in jail if she did as he said? Then again, if she didn't, he would kill her. 31. So this is hell. Monique's hand trembled as it hovered over the keyboard. Once she hit return, the video would post to all of her social networking sites. Her stomach clenched with fear and sorrow. This was a damned if she did and damned if she didn't. She'd probably get fired for posting this. But if she didn't post it, she'd get murdered. Getting fired was better than whatever this man would do to her. How long would it take for it to get flagged and pulled down from her sights? How many people would save it and repost it on their sites? Her heart clenched as she thought about that. This woman's murder would be someone's entertainment. She and her family deserved better than that. Shoving all of those thoughts from her head, she hit return. Then she opened her most popular social media site and hit play. The video loaded correctly. In less than a minute, the comments started. Some people were disgusted, while others thought it was a joke and posted horrific replies 
and then reshared. She closed her eyes in a subconscious defense mechanism. What box of hell had she just opened? Then she heard it. The door to her boss's office flung open. The metal door crashed into a chair that he kept right outside his office. Blair, what the hell did you post? Ralph Daniels' booming voice yelled her name in a tone that she'd never heard before. There was an underlying danger of a lion's growl mixed with the demonic tone that filled the newsroom. Everyone zeroed in on her. Most of them didn't even know what she'd posted yet, but their eyes held concern for her safety. Maybe it was her imagination, but she swore his footsteps shook the room. She swallowed hard when he was three desks away. It was too late now. She wondered if she should have shown this to the police before posting. Could they have protected her? If there was a serial killer on the loose and they hadn't even figured that out, she didn't think they could protect her. I'll, I'll take it down, she said, averting her eyes from his death stare. His broad shoulders seemed even larger as he put his hands on his hips and loomed over her. His normally white-as-paper face was red with rage. She bit her bottom lip and said, There, it's gone. He leaned closer to her, his face just inches from hers. It's never gone. Once it's on the internet, there's no taking it down. She knew that, but at least she removed it from her sights. Yes, sir, she nodded, still averting her eyes. Shame filled her. That woman didn't deserve to be entertainment. Now we're going to have to fucking solve this, he seethed. She glanced up at one of the televisions that hung in the corner of the room. It was playing one of the national news stations. Her video had already made it to the news anchor, who pondered if the video was legit or a cruel joke. Get your stuff and come with me, Daniels ordered. As she followed him to the conference room, she swore she smelled smoke as if he was a volcano ready to erupt. The company lawyers were already sitting at the long table and discussing a plan for the company's response. She felt her heart pounding in her neck. There was no way she wasn't getting fired. Daniels paced behind his chair a few times and then jerked the chair back and sat. His muscled arms were clenched tight as he pressed them against the table. Give it to me, he ordered. Monique slid the memory stick and led her across the table. I'm sorry she muttered. His mouth dropped open. Like a portal to hell and in disbelief, he said, You're sorry? You're sorry? Damn, even the lawyers looked sorry for her, and she'd seen them in action. They were soulless monsters. I had to post it. If I didn't, he said he'd kill me. Daniels picked up the letter and read it. Fucking hell. We have to give all of this to the police. Already called them, one of the lawyers said. No one else should touch the memory sticker letter. We'll have to hand them over to the police. Daniel shook his finger. I need a copy of the letter. He grabbed his cell and took several pictures of the letter. Tech already had a copy of the video. Monique sat in silence as the owner and other higher-ups filtered into the room to discuss their strategy. But when the police officers walked in, she wished that she'd called in sick today. The police asked her several questions, but then they asked her to take them to the man who gave her the envelope. With the police walking behind her, she felt like a criminal as she made her way through the large office space. 
Everyone watched her walk of shame. Then a clickety-clack filled the room. Darla power-walked towards her with her fake boobs bouncing. I want this case, she demanded. Ralph Daniels stepped between Monique and Darla. No, Darla, you don't want this fucking case. Stay out of it. Darla's mouth dropped open. But she's not even a real news anchor, she said in disbelief. Poor Monique prayed that Darla would see the letter from the killer. She'd be pissed when he dissed her boobs and accent. Monique couldn't help but give her a subtle fuck you smile. But then she remembered that she was the one who was fucked. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you enjoyed these chapters. New episodes drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.